Hello and welcome to the 14th Clear Cruise podcast. My name is Toby Cruise and we are talking whining and dining, food and drink, our latest theme as part of our Choose Cruise campaign. You can keep up with the latest there by following us on the hashtag Choose Cruise across social media, as well as keeping an ear out later in this episode for the latest from Andy Harmer as he sits and talks dining with executive chef Victor aboard the Celebrity Silhouette, going behind the scenes to the goings-on aboard the ship. Hopping from Celebrity to Azamara though, Andy also talks with Captain Carl on board the brand new Azamara Pursuit. But first, Andy chats with Azamara UK's Richard Twynham. Enjoy. Uh, I'm with Richard Twynham. Hello, Richard. Hello, Andy. It looks like you're starting to relax on board a little bit. Yes, it's the gin and tonic. Right, well, that always helps. (laughs) Why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Oh, hi. I'm Richard Twynham, Managing Director, uh, UK and EMEA now. So that's new. So what does that mean? This is my first interview about it, Andy. Well, well, we're delighted. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So uh, the brand has asked me to work in partnership with our existing teams in Europe and Europe, Middle East, Africa to see what other opportunities there are to source guests for Azamara in those markets, but working really closely with Stuart Levens' teams. Because uh, Azamara currently, uh, the guests tend to come from North America, UK. Yeah, we use this kind of pan-Anglo expression, which is basically US, uh, Canada, Australia, UK. Right. And um, we believe there's opportunities in certain parts of Europe for us now with the extra capacity. Um, and so we're excited. We're excited to do that. It's good. So a bigger role for you. Yeah. Lots of travelling and lots of responsibility. <laughs> Um, yeah, but you have now three ships, which is really exciting. Uh, and pursuit is beautiful. Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you very much. So, what does it mean? What does it mean having three ships? And 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 I feel as if pursuit is actually quite UK centric because of the refit and because of the godmother and because of the christening. You've nailed it. You've answered my question. Sorry, me. I it, shouldn't it, do that. Look, it's um, <laughs> we when we announced it last September, I had no idea, genuinely, that. Larry was going to turn it into such a UK story. Hmm. So, you know, firstly, we're buying Adonia, great, well-known, love P&O ship. Next minute, um, we're doing the work in Belfast, amazing. The next minute, the first five voyages touch the UK, including the Maiden. The next minute, we've got a British godmother. And the next minute, we're doing the naming ceremony in Southampton. Those gifts don't given, aren't given no, to you indeed, many times indeed. in your career. And had we not performed on the back of that it would have been a problem <laughs> and a UK captain we should and a we UK captain and a Carl. UK skipper and 14 members of the crew are British as well but um, if I can I just want to say thanks to all your listeners of your podcast because they're the travel trade and we wouldn't be in this position without them when we started knocking on doors back in 14 saying hi we're Azamara part of RCL people actually just took the time to listen and engage and we're this tiny little brand and as Larry, I think, mentioned to you earlier, we've grown from 12% sourcing to 25%. Mm. We, uh, we normally, you know, one in four guests are British. On pursuit when it went on sale, one in two guests were. So we were 50% of the sourcing. And I'm not talking the cheap seats, I'm talking the top suites. Okay. And um, so that's been really encouraging. Uh, can I tell one story? You can. We had a very loyal Adonia guest who was very upset that we'd bought her because right. her holiday had been canceled. 
and she said it will all be okay and this is totally true if you can source the painting from the Anderson's bar which is what we call spirits bar because I want that in my front room so we sourced this painting for this lady huge painting and it just turned up one day on her front doorstep and she turned around and she put back to back sweet cruise really us. yeah so there's customer service there, well, for you. it was it was it was great so so if we go back to when you first started with Azamara um a lot has changed in that time in terms mm. of brand recognition but also the product has evolved as well yeah so i think we lot larry is if he drives or anything into us it's we've got to own one thing and do it properly and so as a team we said right we've just got to be laser focused on destination which we have been and our strategy was trade 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 so don't worry about the consumers at first and i mean that with all due respect to of course them. but let's try and get the trade press on side and the the breakthrough moment was let's be a specialist cruise line because we're all about destination and everything we do and then you know we were lucky enough to get some trade recognition with travel weekly mm. and ttg mm. we were lucky enough to um you know get great growth quite quickly and get the rates up and it and it's bubbled from there but it's all because we owned one thing and we're really clear on what that was and do you think you are still a specialist cruise line? A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and I can evidence that because the way that we start planning what we're doing is what overnights are we having in port. So that's our starting point, and then we work into what's the as amazing evening, and then we work out the rest of the itinerary. So a hundred percent a specialist cruise line because we stay longer and more overnights in port than any cruise line. And and in terms of barriers, has it been difficult getting that message out to the trade and to consumers? I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily difficult because the trade do that job so well for us because we're not direct. We get yeah. less than ten percent direct. But um you've just got to be relentless at keep telling the message and there are brilliant cruise lines out there and this is a quote I'm sure lots of people have heard but you know um, cake is brilliant cheesecake is brilliant but they're different and it's the same with cruising you know specialist cruise lines are great Royal Caribbean's I great I like that expression but it's true yeah and so we just have to say fine if you want one of our competitors because they do X great you'll have a great holiday but this is what we do uh and profile in the UK, you've worked out with a team, and um, that it's been great to get a new team and, and to get them working and well, they're spreading the, the word. Well, they're unsung heroes of all yeah. this. So, um, you know, I unfortunately my ugly mug is the one that ends up in the trade press and whatever else. But you know, those guys have put an incredible amount of effort. Over, I've got sixty percent of the original team from two thousand and fourteen Gosh, still with us. Wow. Um, but I, I just give a shout out to one individual. So we hired a lady called Sarah Fowler who's our head of marketing and PR from Explore Worldwide and she joined us in March and that that's been amazing because she comes at our brand from destination and an, and an explorer perspective our, our tagline is explore further so mm. she genuinely comes at it thinking so an example would be we put a photo up and she goes we don't go there we can't use that photo because we don't go there so you know we've got to get that single-minded clarity on it and given the focus on destination, which I hear from Larry, which I hear from, from your team. and, and Carl. From, oh, well, exactly. But given that destination focus, does that then make it difficult to switch the conversation to actually what the onboard experience is like? Y n yes and no. So the way that we approach that is to say um, people come to us because where they go, because of where we go. Right. And they come back to us because of the crew and the team. Um, I don't want to own service. 
I'm happy for other people to say we own service. I want our own destination, single-minded. Um, but you heard from Captain Carl and mm. you, you know hotel director Richard and the guys. You know, these guys are spending months away from their kids, so they, they, this has to be the place they want to be, and hopefully that comes across. And that's also why Brits have the highest level of repeat rate with Azamara of any of the markets that we come that we sell into. Because of that, because of that, because they want to sail with Captain Carl because they've sailed with him for ten years. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, dining wise, on board, I was lucky enough to eat in one of the specialty restaurants. Yes, you were. I was very lucky. You, were. you had a very special meal. Didn't I you? did, but we won't talk about that. We won't talk about that. <laughs> um, but dining, and I know all cruise lines talk about dining, but it is, it is good on Azamara, isn't it? Thank you. <laughs> it's lovely. Again, we undersell it on purpose. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, we've got a Mediterranean restaurant called Aquilina. We've got a New York steakhouse called Prime C. If you're in a suite, you don't have to, you have to pay for them. They're all included. The wines are all boutique. The quality of the food is excellent. Um, everything's as fresh as we can get it. So yeah, well, I think the dining's great. I think um, hopefully the ambiance is, right, is yeah. suitable. Uh, so what's next? So 2019, uh, lots of new itineraries, lots of new destinations. Well, we're, I'd say to agents, get in quick because we're half sold already. We're 50% cooked now for next year. So we're really beginning to just really focus about the Mediterranean. Sorry, yeah, there's, there's some... That, that, that isn't Andy. That isn't me playing a trumpet <laughs> or anything, but uh, we're, we're in the, um, the we're Cabaret, Cabaret Lounge, Lounge which is a lovely space. Going on. But, uh, there is, so if you do hear background noises, at least, uh, at least you know we're actually on that's board the my, ship. That's my trumpet noise for about 2019 <laughs> sales. Um, so we're half sold for 19. Mediterranean, uh, we're beginning to kind of focus on that for 19. 2020, South Africa and South Pacific's doing nicely. We'll be on sale for first quarter 2021 Good by Lord. October. Really? Wow. Um so there's always something to there's always something to do i think next on my itinerary is sleep <laughs> <laughs> yes it must have been uh it must have been quite interesting getting ready for this event yes i was joking with andy before we went live i guess around the <laughs> fact that royal and celebrity do one of these events every week for fun and this is the first time we've done it yeah. and um i will also mention lisa mccauley at this point because lisa and i had a chat about this when she launched muse ah. and she was in silver sea last year and um, she said it just takes over your life and I was yeah. like oh right and, and it genuinely does but in a great way yeah well congratulations on the christening and the on the new ship um, we wish you well in your new role thank you Mr Harmer thank you Uh, so I'm I'm here on Azamara uh, Pursuit and I'm lucky enough to be joined by the captain hello Good afternoon. Why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? My name is Captain Carl Smith. I am the captain of the Azamara Pursuit. How did you end up as the captain of Azamara Pursuit? That's that's uh, an interesting journey for anybody. That's a little bit of a long story, Andy. <laughs> How is it? Uh, I've been at sea for 28 years. I originally ran away to sea as a boy when I was 16. I joined Shell Oil Tankers. I was with them for seven years. Um, I really enjoyed my time with them, but wanted to move on and experience different things. I then worked on the Isle of Man steam packet. I'm born and bred in the Isle oh, of Man, so I, I spent a season on, on the steam packet, uh, became bored, and went back to sea. So I j then joined Fife's. Uh, I was chief officer with Fife's on general cargo banana boats for three years uh, before getting divorced and changing my life again wow. and joining uh, passenger ships. I, I started with passenger ships in '99. Um, having been 
second in command of cargo ships for three years, I joined at the bottom on the passenger fleet and worked my way back up to the ranks. And I've been master with uh, Azamara for the last 11 years. 11 years? So what is it like being the captain of a brand new ship for this fleet? That must be quite something. It's a wonderful experience. This ship, um, the, the, the regeneration, the revitalization, mm. the repair uh, has taken months and uh, millions of man hours. Uh, literally millions of mm. man hours um, but it's been worth it it's been a very challenging project um, but very satisfying also and how much have you been involved in that kind of to take us to this point of the christening uh, I was involved in a lot of it so I spent 19 days with P&O before the purchase uh, I overseen the the sale agreement and made okay. the first logbook entries that was uh, something you don't do every day <laughs> And uh, then we took the ship out of uh, dry dock. We took the ship over in dry dock, brought the ship out of dry dock uh, across uh, the North Atlantic Ocean into Belfast, uh, started the revite there. Then I had a little bit of time at home and came back and finished the, uh, the revite, uh, the crewing up, all the training through the uh, MCA inspections and uh, class inspections. It was a busy time. Sounds like you're really involved. So, so we know the captain's role, I guess, from appearing at certain parts of the guest experience and being an important part of the guest experience. But, but obviously, your role is much bigger than that. So, so how many crew do you look after, and what are what are the main parts of your day-to-day job? So, we have just under 400 crew members on board the Pursuit, and uh, typically, when we're full, we have between 650 to 680 guests. So. Okay. Um, a typical day involves uh, some form of itinerary planning because our itineraries are so varied. We're constantly uh, reading the sailing directions, uh, checking which berths we're going to be at. There's, there's never the same port twice, so oh, really? our itinerary is every day somewhere new. But that must keep it. Sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting now. But that must keep it really exciting. It keeps us really busy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's one of the parts of the job that I love. I love the planning. So uh, we're, we're planning three years ahead. And typically during a, well, a three-month contract, I will start looking at what's coming three years ahead, then what's coming two years ahead and fine-tuning what we've already done, then what we've got 18 months ahead, a year ahead, and we work down to what's happening in the next two or three weeks, always checking that there haven't been any changes, that we haven't been given a different berth, um, double-checking tidal heights, pilot times. Wow. Uh, and then in terms of new ports that you go to, presumably that makes it even more interesting because you have no legacy there and, and, and that must be a challenge. Exactly. Um, we have no legacy. Perhaps Azamara have no mm. legacy. And there are occasions where we're the largest ship ever to call in a port, so there is no legacy at all. Uh, we do a lot of uh, research. I, I pick up the phone and call the pilots or the agent to, to double-check things I'm not certain of. Uh, we were in Foy in Cornwall the day before yesterday, and uh, honestly, I couldn't even pronounce it. <laughs> uh, so there was a lot of research done for that one. I spent a lot of time on, on the telephone with the pilot confirming how we would do the maneuver. And because obviously that master pilot exchange on occasion is not long enough. Right. And, and for a pilot uh, boarding position is one of those locations. So I picked up the phone and called them in advance. Uh, and in terms of new places you're going to over the next sort of few months, you're on board for a couple of months, presumably... Uh, where, where, where are you excited about? So I've, uh, I've got one month left. Um, 
some of the places I'm excited about right now, little places in Greece that I've never been to. Um, Monemvasia is one of them. Where's that? I'm, I don't even think I've heard of that. You need to Google it. it it's uh, <laughs> Honestly, it is beautiful. I've uh, been past a few times and I've seen photographs, uh, but I'm really looking forward to calling there. Um, then uh, the, this winter we're going down to South America, so I, I'll be on vacation, but the ship will go down the west coast of South America, which is fantastic. I come back for Christmas and we're going into Antarctica, so that will be my oh, second wow. uh, cruise down to Antarctica. Uh, it's spectacular. And is that one of your favourite places to, to take a ship to? Antarctica was the best cruise I've ever done in my really? life. Just because it's so different? Very different. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. We know you're busy uh, and, and best wishes for, for the new ship. Thank you very much, Andy. Thank you. on board Celebrity Silhouette. We're, we're backstage, if you like, on board uh, the ship because we're here with Executive Chef Victor. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Uh, we're going to take a wander in the galley in a second, so bear with us with some noise. But Victor, how long have you been with Celebrity? Nine years with Celebrity Cruises. Wow. I started uh, in one of the lowest positions until I reached the Executive Chef position. And what does an Executive Chef do? Wow. <laughs> well, you're in charge of, in this beautiful ship, you're in charge of 16 kitchens, 16 galleys, 16. Right. around 270 crew members under your supervision, uh, 18,000 meals a day. 18,000 meals, yeah, okay. It's a, it's a challenge, but uh, Silver has a beautiful team. And that's all, we're going to get one over in a second. Uh, and that all comes under Executive Chef, does it? All of those kitchens, all of the food that comes out of all of that's that. That's true. All, all of that. Wow. So, and how did you end up joining Celebrity and working at sea? Well, I'm from Panama, and the Panama Canal, you always see right. the ships crossing. And since I was a kid, my mom is a chef, and since I'm a kid, I said, I want to work on a cruise ship. Really? Uh, and then my dreams came true. Yeah. And you started cooking and then worked your way? Yeah. I, I moved to Florida to start my career as a cook. And there, I went to different schools over there. And after that, I had the opportunity to join Celebrity Cruises. And I love it. Yeah, well, you've been here nine years. Yeah. You obviously love it. So this galley here, this is obviously one of the bigger ones. Is this uh, main dining room? Yes, that's right. And we call here the heart of the operation. Because 18,000 meals a day is a lot of food. Yeah. Uh, we have several stations. So these stations were 24 hours. Uh, different menus every single day. For breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, it's something different. Yeah. And yes, we have a lot of people in there. Let's have a wonder in because it's a deep kitchen that you had in this morning. What I like from here is that everything comes from scratch. Or ice creams, or gelatos, or sorbets, or own dressings, or bread, or sauces, or soups, everything from. You literally make them all on board. And also bread, of course. All the bread. All the bread for all the restaurants around. Restaurants are and I, I know that we spoke about this earlier, but I've never been on a cruise ship where I've asked for a certain uh, item off the menu to be told that it's not available. So how do you manage that everything is available but not too much waste? Everything has to be available. Yes. We don't say no. <laughs> but um, for example, we manage a lot of allergies. We have gluten-free, vegetarians, vegans. Um, we are part of a program that we call Dinoware or chefs or cooks on board has to be well trained regarding allergies and special requests. 
And dining has changed a lot and how we eat has changed a lot. What's the biggest thing that you've noticed over those nine years as to how, how it's changed on board a cruise ship? Nine years, I can tell you every single day is different. Every single day, every single cruise, the demographic is different. One, one cruise, the people go more into the fruits. Next cruise, the people go more into the steaks. The next cruise, the, the, the people go more into the seafood. You, you, you have a standard as a company, but you have to be ready for everything because you don't know what is going to be the trend of the cruise. That's, that's a, it's it's just like a game because keep you into yeah. that all the time. You know, I understand. Now we're gonna we're gonna have to wrap up shortly. Uh, can you tell us what, what you're doing today? Because you've been up very early this morning, I think, <laughs> and you have a long day ahead. So what what is your day look yeah. like? Today's a turnaround day. First of all, we closed very late last night. Yeah. Because it's the last day of the cruise. The people want to stay late in restaurants. Uh, it's a lot of numbers and mathematics to do. Uh, then today we have to wake up early, of course, it's the last breakfast from our guests and everything has to be spotless everywhere. My my role start from the crew, happy crew, happy guests. The breakfast for the crew today has to be more outstanding, just to keep them energy, energetic yeah. all day. Uh, then we move to Blue, Toscan, uh, Albacho Cafe. Ocean View Cafe, extremely important. Dining room breakfast, extremely important. We have to expedite everything fast. And then we have to start preparing the lunches and the buffet for the people that are expecting to right. see a beautiful right. ship today. Yeah. And then after that, money to find the provisions. I need to check that all the provisions are on board. We cannot sail if we don't have the provisions on board. Yeah. And we have to check every single fruit, every single apple, strawberries, herbs, vegetables, everything that is coming on board today. Open lunch, moving with the provisions, open dinner is an um, is a massive dinner today because the guests they don't know the ship yet. Everybody's gonna eat here in the dining room, everybody's gonna experience the ocean view cafe. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an extremely long day. Maybe midnight. We can go and have a nice rest. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we won't take any more of your time. Thanks for talking to us. A pleasure. And have a great cruise. Great, thank you. And thanks. Now that's all from us this week. Thank you to Andy, Richard, Victor and Carl for this week's episode. Let us know what you thought by using the hashtag ClearPod, C-L-I-A-P-O-D, across social media. We'll keep an eye out for it. And we'll look forward to seeing you again next week. That's all from us this week. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Toby Cruz. Happy cruising. <laughs>